are live. We are live. We are live. I want you all to go ahead and uh, I want to welcome each and every one of you to uh, another episode of Who Would Serve a God Like This. So good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be tuning in live with us. Come right on in. We're going to give you a couple of seconds to come right on in. Go ahead and tag all of your friends, all of your neighbors, all of your children. Tell them to come on in the room. Come on in. Come on in because I have none other than Amina Aspire Inspires with us today. So you all come on in, whether you're joining us on YouTube or whether you're joining us on my live, uh, on my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, or my private, uh, my personal Facebook page. Come on in, come on in, come on in. We are so happy and grateful that you've taken out time out of your day to spend this evening with us for episode number 14 of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where it is my mission, my goal, and my desire to share with the world the crisis that, or those traumas, right? that God has permitted in our lives and then those triggers or those defining moments that is or was used to strengthen our faith and then those triumphs, right? Those triumphs or those victories that we have experienced to above all glorify God and to help the millions of people who need to be, have a sense of hope, all right? And so I am so honored, so honored and privileged to have none other than my special guest, Amina Muhammad, also known as Amina Inspires. Welcome, Amina. Thank you so much, Queen. Yes! I'm so, so grateful. I'm so excited. And I just want to say thank you. This is such an honor and a privilege. And I know tonight is going to be a powerful episode. Just having conversations with you already, like it's just been incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and tag the minimum of 10 people and let them know that we are live. So Amina Inspires is a multifaceted individual. Her journey started in the courtroom. Did y'all hear that? in the courtroom. She's an advocate for social mobility and empowerment. She has a unique ability to draw out the best in every situation and empowers others to hold this powerful perspective with her. As a legal professional, she has had to encapsulate the best narrative for her vulnerable clients and fight ruthlessly. Did you hear that? She said she fights not gracefully, but ruthlessly. Come on now (laughs) for those voices to be heard. I'm going to skip on down because she has some accolades. Okay. She has plenty of accolades. I'm going to skip on down to her uh, from her bio. She has always stood boldly for others. And now she stands boldly for herself as a mindset coach and a Les Brown Power Voice certified speaker. Come on now. Come on now. She is also an up-and-coming author. Yes, you all are going to want to hear about this book, 
okay? Because it's going to be so powerful. I'm super excited about that. And she's the CEO and co-founder of Refined Provisions, which is an elite leadership institute for entrepreneurs and leaders to serve in their highest gifts through programs, course creation, and coaching. She has helped, she's helping many people, many of others, transform their lives. Her vision is simple and her mission is clear. Bringing the best of you to life. She dreamed a dream and it came true. Let me let me let me go back because I missed one little uh one little thing in there. She's working closely with none other than the great connector, Mr. John Tellerico himself as an yeah. inner circle consultant. All right. And so yeah, and helping so many people transform their lives through mindset coaching. That is so powerful. That's so key. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amina, for accepting the invitation to uh, share your testimony, your story with our audience. So thank you so much. Thank you, Queen. Honestly, I, I give God all the praise, honor, and glory. It's because of him that we're here today and to have these empowering, insightful conversations to let others know that, you know, our experience and our light is what people need and to give them that hope, like hope really is here. And Absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm super excited. I am super excited. So the, the, the whole mission of our show today is who wouldn't serve a God like this? All right. I know that's right. <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's our job in our in our we have been commissioned to share, you know, those um, those traumatic things that have happened in our lives, right? And to be able to share and, and with others and give people hope that if we can make it through, they too can make it through as well. So we know what your bio says. Okay, and so tell or share with my audience today, who is Amina Muhammad, better <laughs> known as Amina Inspires? Who is Amina? Honestly, she has completely changed in so many different ways. I thought at one point that I'd figured it all out and that, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer and have my own firm and do all these things. And then I woke up one day and I was like, this is not what I want. And like, we all get to that moment where we're like, I, I don't feel alive. I don't feel inspired. And I had to make a decision. And, you know, as, as our mentor, Les Brown says, if you don't move, then life moves on you. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> life had to move on me. And it was in those moments, like you say, about the traumas or the triggers, whatever. I call it divine orchestration. <laughs> Come on God now. Orchestrate. Absolutely. 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 Divine orchestration. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm going to steal that one. Divine orchestration. That's exactly what he is. I love that. Absolutely. And it's it's God, really. It's it's He who really orchestrates in our life. And sometimes you think things are just happening to you. You get frustrated. You get you know scared and whatever. But it's it's always happening for you. And to keep that keeping that mindset is so so important. And uh, so tell our audience, what was that traumatic thing that happened to you 
yeah no definitely definitely I, i'm very uh, uh, honest and open about my my story and how i really got here um my story started kind of very peaceful and i thought i'd figured everything out and like you know that i, that I had it all <laughs> um and and then life moved on me <laughs> so okay. in 2017 um, my grandmother passed and my grandmother was my best friend she she was that one person who poured unconditional love, who believed in me. You know, we didn't just share a name and, and dreams, but we shared a vision. And I remember that that tight embrace she gave me on that last day. Mm. And she said, it's your turn. You, you carry the legacy. And I didn't know in that moment, but that was the last embrace. That was the last time I was ever going to see her. That was the last time I was ever going to hug her. And it completely shattered me when she passed because I didn't expect it. There were so many things that you planned for and that wasn't part of the planning process. We never, we never talked about, you know, what would happen if she passed. We never talked about her funeral. We never talked about any separation <laughs> at all. Like it was just like, it was never a possibility. And I remember coming back from um, a, a holiday with my friends and I was so excited and I was so happy. And I remember coming off the plane and just feeling this heaviness in my stomach. And at first I thought, oh, maybe I've been greedy on the plane. <laughs> yeah, we all have those moments. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have eaten that. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it frog. <laughs> Literally. And then as I was coming down, I remember turning on my phone and just seeing a flood of messages, missed calls, everything, and just feeling the sense of just being paralyzed by fear, thinking what has happened. Wow. And I remember calling my sister and, and <laughs> she asked me two questions. And the first question was, you know, do you have your inhaler? <laughs> I was <just> like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Uh, why, and she, why are you asking about my inhaler? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you about to tell me? <laughs> exactly. And she said, well, I said, you know, I always have my inhaler because I spent an, a, a month in ICU intensive care unit because of my breathing. So after that show, I was like, OK, I'm keeping that inhaler. Um, and then the second question she asked me was, are you with your friends? And I said, yes. And she was like, OK, just sit down. And then she said, grandma's gone. And I was like, where's she gone? Where's she going? I'm about to catch that plane with her. Exactly. Oh, is she here to surprise me? But we're supposed to be on the same flight. Literally. <laughs> I I really thought, oh, okay, we go. We're flying somewhere. Like, where can she go without me? That was the only thought. Where can she go without me? Mm. And then she said, no, she's dead. And I just remember my whole heart just erupting like this immense pain. And I was just screaming and I felt this whole just breaking, you know, in that moment, it was the darkest moment I'd ever felt. I never, I never knew that I could feel so much pain just because of love. Like people don't tell you that part, right? <laughs> when you love someone, it's hard to let them go. And it was so, so hard to let her go because I didn't, I didn't know how to manage without her. She was the one person who believed in me. She was a person who raised me. She's a person who, she would always speak life into me and she would always tell me these things and kind of prophesize over my life and say, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that. And she was really before her time. She, she, um, she had like multiple husbands. She, had, she was widowed. There were so many things. And she was persecuted by her own people because of the choices she made. She wanted to work. She wanted to be that breadwinner. 
and it was just not accepted in that culture it wasn't allowed for a woman to be free in that way so when she really came to this country it was about creating this new generation that you know would would carry that legacy of freedom of power and of just moving forward and you know she had like 18 19 grandchildren but she picked me <laughs> she <laughs> out of all of them you were yeah <laughs> so you you said um uh growing up in the that country was it the uk yeah. that she grew up in or the u.s so, no somalia somalia so back oh, home east africa yeah oh okay 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 yeah so it wasn't really accepted for a woman to be doing certain things and to be allowed that freedom you had to be married to even you know be able to travel so wow. for her to be this trailblazer who wanted to travel who wanted to bring her family to a new country wanted to be the provider this is the, all of those things mm -hmm. it was almost frowned upon she was kind of prosecuted from the community kind of ostracized like you're the outcast how can you think you can do that you're a woman you can't manage that and she was told all the time you can't you can't you can't and she was like i can't allow my family to grow up somewhere where that narrative is, is acceptable based on your gender so that was that was really her her kind of breaking free from that moment but you know in in all of that the pain was just so much that i couldn't really process it and i remember falling into the arms of my best friend and just she was very ill at the time so you know it's hard for the helper to ask for help, right? <laughs> With that person who gives and serves, it's hard to say, hey, I need I need help. And in those moments, I just felt like I needed help. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't make the pain go away. And it was like this piercing in my heart, this throbbing and everything would be a constant reminder. The memories would flash back and it's like, oh my God, why? <laughs> why is this happening to me? And, and then- Let me ask you before you go on with your story. You said that you were 17 when this happened. This is 2017, so a couple of years ago. Oh, you, it was 27 years. It was 2017. Yes, yes, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, that was just four years ago? <laughs> yeah. Years ago. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, so that puts you at what age? Oh. <laughs> what age were you when that happened? Oh, I, I was 20. <laughs> something <laughs> i was in my 20s <laughs> okay 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 early okay. 20s <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay all right and so yeah i mean you're so young but yet i love talking to you not only because your beautiful accent that's oh. for all these people just to hear your voice it's just like walking by the door and then they're like what who is that <laughs> the voice, it's yeah. beautiful it's beautiful but you. you're you're the wisdom that comes from your lips is beautiful. It's just amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I think that's something that I hear all the time. Mm -hmm. And like the circles and the people that I'm around, I'm always around older people because I'm just an old soul. That's the only way I can describe it. I'm such an old soul. I feel like I've experienced and learned so much just from the stories that my grandmother told me, just from the exposure that I had. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just, I, I always listen to understand, not just to hear. And I'm saying, okay, well, what what happened in this situation? What did they learn? And really trying to analyze things yeah. and just, yeah, that that's kind of my soul. <laughs> I'm a lot older, yeah. I think. Exactly. <laughs> and you're saying, you know, your grandmother. How old was your grandmother when when she passed? She was 50. She was quite young. She was very young. And she passed suddenly. It was a random heart attack. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's young. 
I'm 51. So that's real yeah. young. It's really young. I told her, I was like, mm, this is not fair. <laughs> we were supposed to grow old together. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. No, thank you. Uh, it's just amazing to be able to have those conversations with you and uh, to be able to share it with our audience today. Definitely, no, definitely. Um, and then I remember kind of that time was so difficult. Like that was the first person I've ever lost. And grief is something that just shakes your whole world. You're like, how do I move on from this? So I remember kind of falling into my best friend's arms and kind of trying to nurse her. She was really sick at the time. And what she didn't really tell me was that she was terminally ill. Um, she had cancer and it was just too late to do any surgery. It was too late to do anything. And they just wanted to make her comfortable. <laughs> and wow. I hated that word. I really hated that word. Because mm -hmm. I was like, well, how can you make someone comfortable that she is uncomfortable? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, and I just remember being with her at that time, going to the hospital appointments, going to the different um, chemos and just really put pouring life into her like I would always make her laugh and we would kind of talk about our dreams what do we want to do where do we want to go and how's the wedding going to be and just I'd make her just think think somewhere else like I always say your imagination creates reality so take her away from where she is physically to somewhere where she she wants and desires to be um but unfortunately she also passed so I remember getting that call being at work I just come out of a hearing. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. I'd won this case for my client and I'd, I'd worked so hard. And I remember going to my phone thinking, oh, I'm going to post it into the group chat. Look at me. I'm chuffed. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, and then just seeing, again, the floods of messages, the missed calls, and then that pain in my heart, like, oh, my God, it's happening all over again. <clears throat> and then just feeling like everything was falling apart again, feeling like all the broken pieces were just shattered over and over. And I was thinking, how, how is this happening? Um, and I, as, as I was sitting by her hospital bed, um, the last words that she said to me was live free mm. with every breath. Like she couldn't swallow at that moment. Her whole body was shutting down and she, she really pulled me in and said, Amina, live free. And she was stuttering and she had a stammer, but she wanted to tell me that. And I remember just as, you know, as she was meeting with death, it felt like she was pouring life into me. It felt like she was finally just giving me this message. Mm -hmm. And when she said those words, my whole life changed because after that, I just couldn't forget. You know, sometimes you have that awakening, that shaking, something happens to you. Yeah. And that's what happened. And I kept asking, what is happening? What is this happening to me, God? Like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember turning to God thinking, why, why is this happening? Yeah. And you know, as Les Brown says, you know, sometimes you turn to God thinking, why is the world shaking? Only to realize he's the one doing the shaking, saying, Hey, come back, hey, exactly. remember. Exactly. And I think get your along, attention. yeah, definitely, definitely to get your attention. And I think along the way, I just kind of I forgot who I was. I feel I forgot being aligned to um, God's true path, being aligned to who 
I wanted to be. I got caught up in other people's opinions. I got caught up in who I should be and the status quo and keeping up with the Joneses and the Jacksons and everyone else and their friends, right? Sure, exactly. <laughs> and it was, I wasn't aligned. I wasn't aligned to my divine purpose and I wasn't aligned to doing what I was supposed to do. And I call it the gift of grief. <laughs> and that was the first time I heard that. And, you know, it may be, you know, hard for someone else who are who's going through or who may have lost several people in their life, especially during this, you know, time of the pandemic. Yeah. It's happening more, um, more frequently than normal, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then and to see that what you call you have the gift of grief i don't know i want that gift <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't ask for it the devil is alive <laughs> oh, no. i didn't ask for it it was just given it was signed sealed and had my name on it <laughs> wow. so what is that i mean what's the definition of that what is that what is what do you why do you say that so i think the the gift of grief for me really is about that uh you know there are moments in your life there are moments that awaken you and shake you and it even though it broke my heart completely shattered in me it, it gave me sight it gave me vision it gave me the opportunity to see clear clearly again to know who i am and to not just be held back by you know other the stereotype or or be held back by the opinions of other people and I just really realized that, you know, the greatest loss in life is not death. We're all so scared about dying. I'm not scared to die. But the one thing I'm really scared about is about dying with something inside of me, dying with my gifts and dreams, my goals, because I watched, I watched my grandmother, I watched my best friend, I watched both spectrums, old and young. And that is what's dying inside of us each and every day. And I just want everyone to step out, step out, be courageous and choose to live on purpose because you were given a divine assignment and that assignment is only yours. Like you have to birth that vision. You have to give life to it. And Absolutely. that's what I realized. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing that Les Brown says, you know, to us all the time, we have to live full and die empty because mm. the most expensive place on earth is what where the graveyard so are you going to be a contributor of of that wealth <laughs> i no. don't want a part of it <laughs> so it is really just that alone has really pushed me and inspired me to use the gifts and talents that god has given and given to me and put within me because you know i tell you know say it all the time you know what good is my boy singing in the shower who is that ministering to if that's your gift you know yeah. and that is i'm grateful that that is one of my gifts you know of song and so being able to share that now more than especially it was like confined uh, especially with the pandemic going on but now you know yeah what greater platform has he, you know? You have to amplify your voice. You have to really amplify that voice. And we all have that inner voice that says, you shouldn't be doing this, or you should be doing that. Or is that really what you want out of life? And is this relationship serving you? Are you, mm. are you talking to God? Like, what does God say? Mm. Is this serving him? 
Because, mm. you know, you can be God-centered or you can be self-centered. And I'll tell you, there's only one way that works. <laughs> and if you don't have it right, he will do what? He going to shake that thing up. <laughs> and he's going to get things in perspective, literally. Yes. And, you know, whether it's a person that is in his place, that you have put in his place, or if, if it's a thing that you have put in his place, yeah. he is a jealous God. And whatever is in his place, he wants your undivided attention. Absolutely. Because he wants the best for you. He, he wants the best and for you. He knows the best for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody that created you and can see the whole world from a bird's eye view, literally. Yeah. And yeah. when we only have grounds I view. Yeah. I think, you know, even though it doesn't feel good in the process, you know, of us going through our test of trials and those traumatic things, I have learned to trust God in the process because it doesn't feel good all the all the time, but it's for our good. And those things that happen to us in life, they're not mm -hmm. happening to us. It may feel like they're happening to us and it doesn't feel good, but they are happening for us and for our good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned is the power of pursuit. When you push through, you push through that boundary, you push through the limiting beliefs, you push through that negative self-talk, you push through that crazy environment that wasn't serving you. When you push through that, you harness your faith, your will with God, and you believe and trust and know that he's going to serve you the best yeah. because you know he's got your best. Yeah. When you do that, you prove to yourself, that's exercising that faith muscle, you prove to yourself what you can do. And imagine that's just a fraction of your potential. So yeah. what else is there? <laughs> Absolutely. I heard, um, I heard it said recently that faith is taking one step when God hasn't given you the second step. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, I, I know about taking one step. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you don't know what the second step is? No, no. Oh. <laughs> but, but it's in those moments, like, are you going to be obedient? Are you going to hear the calling on your life? Are you going to pick up? Are you going to keep pressing snooze? Are you going to say, oh, I can't be bothered? No, no, no. I've got this. I'm stressed. Or are you going to say, actually, I hear this calling. I hear this purpose. I hear this vision. I need to answer this calling on my life right now because I know who it's from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it is a scary thing, but fear is not of God. And no. <laughs> the devil's a liar. <laughs> the devil is a stone cold liar. <laughs> and so what two things uh, we hear all the time that faith is false evidence appearing real, right? Yes, absolutely. But I recently read that fear had two other meanings. Hmm. We can either forget everything and run. Yes. Or face everything and rise. Woo! Yes. Come on now. <laughs> so when faith comes, right, which it will, yes, and you will be faced with fear or faith. Yes. You can't have both in the same space. No, no. So how are you going to um how are you going to approach fear? Yes. 
you're going to try to forget everything and run or you're going to face everything and rise. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> you laid it to us today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do it. I'm telling you. And that's a whole different perspective. You know, when we are faced with fear and those fears that we're going to have in our life. But fear is not of God. But, you know, even yeah. though fear comes, then that's a whole different way to look at it. Yeah. And I, I, I assure you that if you face everything and rise, then that on the other side, God gave us these gifts and talents. So that, come on, I got to say it. <laughs> In the word of God, it says that your gift will make room for you. Yeah. So trust God and start thanking him for the gifts and talents and thanking him for putting you in that position because he's not going to put no more on you than you can bear. Yes. He's not. Yeah. He's not. That traumatic thing, those traumatic deaths in your life, definitely didn't feel good because I've been faced with that yes yeah it does not feel good at all but in that you have to ask god you know what am i to learn in this situation in this season of my life why am i going through this because it is for a purpose yes. it's for a purpose and if you don't move he will move you mm, i know that's right <laughs> that might be you know those people in our lives that they, they may have been hindering us from our dreams and goals and dreams because what would have happened if you know you would have still been leaning and dependent on your grandmother or you know yeah. relying on her yeah for strength no, no definitely like everything is about purpose and i always say this but the lesson is repeated until it's learned i didn't learn my lesson Ooh, the first time won't he do it yeah the lesson is repeated until it's learned i didn't learn from the first death i was like mm, i'm gonna busy myself i'm not gonna i don't want to feel this mm -mm. <laughs> and then god said oh oh, oh Mina, you don't want to listen when i'm calling okay mm. okay okay and that's the thing you have an option not an obligation, but an option, the choice to decide, am I going to evolve or am I going to repeat? Am I going to keep doing the same thing, same thing, expecting a different result? Or am I going to yeah. choose a different narrative? Am I going to choose a different story? And something that really anchored me was just saying, Hasbi Allah wa ni'man is from the Quran, which means that Allah is enough for me. God is enough for me over and over and over again because i had ptsd i had depression i was signed off work but i had really signed out of life i didn't want to live i had those dark moments where i was suicidal where i thought i can't do this why did you pick me and i'm feeling that pain that constant pain and all i kept saying was god is enough for me god is enough for me god is enough for me and it's those affirmations it's those words that's what really helped me to stand and rise again so, you know, when you talk about that rise, it is a, sometimes it feels like a slow crawl, yeah. but you will rise, you will rise because who wouldn't serve a God like this? He's so merciful, so loving, so unconditional. And, and it, it's time you just give him a call. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful process. 
doesn't feel good when when no. when when we diamonds are in you know that pressure. Like, that process yeah it gives you strength it gives it does give you strength like my walk is a little bit different now my talk is a little bit different now you know i treasure family time i treasure my friends i tell people i love you i was not saying that before (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a process and you learn so choose to evolve don't repeat that (laughs) exactly exactly and and so those um triggers where God was getting your attention what would you identify those to look like so at the beginning it was just little things so it would be like people and situations and relationships that just wouldn't serve me but I was just trying to force things you know um even though they're toxic narcissistic whatever those people were Mm. you know when you're like no no no, I want to make it work everything's great and everything's not always great (laughs) you have to be honest with yourself so you know going through those deaths as well that was a trigger but really waking up and realizing that one day like I literally couldn't move when I finally realized I I done this to myself Mm. I took responsibility I put my body and my mind through so much emotional trauma that I physically couldn't walk wow 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 Yeah, I, I, I can I can definitely relate to that. I can relate to that. And we all know, we've all been in those dark moments. We've oh. all had that dark moment. Exactly. But when you're in that darkness, you have to remember the power and the light of God. You have to remember because that is what lit lit the room. That's what helped me to see and to come through that because had I not, I would have given up. I would have just given up and been like, you know, woe is me and just you know, wallowed in it, but you have to really remember the power and the light of God and really stand and know that, Mm -hmm. affirm it and believe and hold it so close to your heart. Mm -hmm. If you lose everything, don't lose God because you can, you can have everything and still be lost. Say that again. Everything and still be lost. Money's not going to make you happy. A husband or a wife is not going to make children. Are not going. Everyone will disappoint you in life, but God will not. Oh, that's the I'm word. Sorry. That's <laughs> the word that man will tell you. Not sometime, but every time. But yeah. I'm a God that I will never leave you nor yeah. forsake you. Yes. And I'm telling you that reminder, and just to even be in the word to even know that you can't lean on this world you can't lean on the things of this world you have to have some substance to fall back on and that's going to give you hope and our only hope is in god and if if you get it twisted we're gonna pray for you you. (laughs) that's what we're here for we here we are here to shine the light on God's love and and um and his mercy and his grace and his kindness and and all of that you know and to show you that we all go through things yes. but when you go through things with him you have a sense of hope but when you don't have God there is no hope so that's going to be a very 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 painful journey 
And so what, what would you attribute your strength to growing up? How, where did you, um, who sowed those seeds in you to lay your foundation? It was always my grandmother. Like she had such a playful relationship with God. <laughs> when he would do something funny, she'd be like, this again? Okay. <laughs> you know, God is fun. God is loving. He is kind. And he would he would do things in her life. So she had this playful, loving relationship with God, like a best friend. And she would always tell me, God is your best friend. He's never going to let you down. And it was watching her, watching her faith, watching her go through things. Like she traveled so many different continents, not knowing languages, not knowing how to speak, not knowing how to work. But that faith is what pulled her. Like she literally left a war-torn country and she, she, she put everything on faith. She didn't know where she was going. She didn't know who would help her, but she wow. knew that God had her back and that whatever happened, that was it. And watching her just on that journey, like I would always see her playfully talking. She would be cooking in the kitchen. She's talking to God. She'll be sitting there. I'm like, you, you know, you talk to him a lot. <laughs> She's like, he's my best friend. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. He definitely have a sense of humor. I'm oh, like, oh, he's funny, funny. <laughs> Share the Bible? Huh? What? <laughs> you are something else. <laughs> Those were my words. I'm like... <laughs> You are something else that you've been doing it, okay? You've been yeah. doing it all these years. Share it. That's something that you're comfortable in. Yeah, absolutely. If I put I it in that. you to want to do that, don't you think I put it in others that desire? So it's your gifts and your talent and your the things that um, I put in you, they're not for you. Yes. So that you can go out and share them with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, Pamela, you do such an incredible job of the way you explain scripture, the way you pour out the, the love of God and you hold his light so bright. Like I'm so honored, honestly, like when I look at you, I do think of God and that is, that is the epitome of love because it's like, wow. When someone reminds you of God, that's true friendship. That's true love. That's true companionship because you know they want better for you. They want higher. And I know that's a big, it's a big calling, Queen, but you are the person to carry it. I remember you said a scripture recently that I just I can't get out of my head. <laughs> but it's about, you know, whether where there is no vision, the people the people will perish. Yeah. He didn't say the people will be confused or right. lost. He said the people will be yeah. perished. I was like, wow. Oil food, put that in your brain. Literally. <laughs> Molded food is no good. No. Yeah. It just it shows you the power of vision and everything is within scripture. Everything is within these texts that God has given us. It's it's in the Bible, it's in the Quran, it's in these books. And it's about learning, you know, people disconnect from the word. People disconnect from the word because they think they have to be perfect. They have to be, you know, in this state and they feel like I'm not worthy to know the words of God. I'm mm. not worthy to speak God's name because I'm sinful or whatever. But hey, mm. we we are all sinners, okay? Yeah. <laughs> up yeah. in here, up in here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
it's those reminders so I'm grateful that just thank you for taking that calling on your life like I know there are a lot of people who will be scared but you have you really answered that calling queen (laughs) I'm grateful I'm learning every single day it is a faith walk and I am grateful and I'm humble um I just praise God for you know choosing me because you never know who's watching you along the way in your journey Um, yes but we all have a calling on our lives yes what i'm here and what you what your calling is we are here to play out what god has given us and give others permission to do the same yes yeah it's always a reminder it's a reminder okay if Pamela can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. And then it's it's knowing that, like, okay, that's a reminder. People forget, and remi- you need those reminders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be in that environment to grow. Okay, a, a good environment. Your environment is so important. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's, as we are winding down, give me those um, triumphs where you give God the glory, where God gives the glory in your story. Oh, I like that. (laughs) I like that. He is. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Through the pain, through um, navigating, through the whole journey. Share with our audience where where they can see the light of God in their situation. Absolutely. Show them what that looked like for you. Definitely. So what that looked like for me at first was just, it was a knowing. It was this kind of, it's a presence that you feel. That sometimes, you know, you feel weak, but there's something within you that says, keep pushing. You feel tired and something that says, just one more time. There's something within you that just won't give up. That is the light of God. That is his voice. That's his mercy to say, rise again. And just truly knowing that every triumph, every win, everything you go through, there's always that opposite. So there's that law of polarity that says everything has an equal and opposite. When the pendulum swings one way, it's going to swing back the other way, even harder and faster. And for me, it was that immaculate rising. It was my whole course of my life completely changing you know, and, you know, I had the privilege and the honor of sharing the stage with Mr. Les Brown. I've, I've had the privilege and honor of being, you know, awarded a peace and a global peace ambassador by the United Peace Federation. I've had honors, you know, working with different organizations, being able to impact people and just inspire them. But more than anything, the biggest triumph I've just been inspiring my siblings I remember this one time my little brother came up to me and I was trying to think of a gift this is quite recently actually I was trying to think of a gift for him for his birthday and I said what what superhero do you like what 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 scooter should I get you what do you really want mm-hmm. and he was like I'm leaving superheroes I was like what are you talking about they're real and he was like no they're not real he said you're real and you're my superhero and in that moment, it completely just broke me. And I was like, whoa. Because our children, 
He is seven. <laughs> He's a wise old soul. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is There's something soul. in the blood, right? <laughs> it is something in your bloodline. I'm telling you. Wow. And it just changed everything because I remember thinking, as you know the eldest of seven siblings <laughs> that he's the youngest to hear that from him it's knowing that my walk is seen knowing that i'm giving them options too that i'm that i'm rising to new standards and, and just building and holding that torch and that legacy for my grandmother and for myself to say hey you create your world you create your reality you choose the narrative don't let the outside world dictate who you are you decide um and that was the biggest moment for me. That really was. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That is huge. And I didn't know that you were the eldest of seven. I I'm am. The, I am the youngest of seven on one half. Woo! <laughs> we got lots in common. <laughs> we have lots in common. Like our, like our, uh, like our, 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 uh, what do we call them? Uncle Les. Uncle Les, yes, Uncle Les. <laughs> Favorite number seven. Yes. In the Bible, oh. yeah, perfection and completion. Wow, wow, is that wow? I love that P perfection and completion. All in it. Wallow in it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you. Yes, I'm telling you. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. My mother had seven children. My mother, my mother had seven. I am the youngest of seven on my mother's side. I'm the youngest and ninth on my father's side. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is so incredible. We are blessed and abundant up in here, up in here. We are. <laughs> For sure we are. For sure we are. So as we get ready to wind down, I always ask my uh, special guest three questions. All right, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So the first question is, what are you most grateful for? What am I most grateful for? Mm -hmm. Just that breath and the breath after it and the breath after it. Because, you know, there were times I couldn't breathe. I have bad man. asthma. Look, come on. No. Me too. <laughs> I did too. I'm telling you, it was chronic asthma. Me too. <laughs> for being seasonal. Yeah, I'm like, <gasps> couldn't breathe. Couldn't. So this breath, when I wake up and I take, I, I wake up intentionally, I take a breath and I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me another chance, another opportunity. Thank you just for the breath in my lungs. Yeah. Start with the small thing. Start with the very small thing. Absolutely. And just, he has infinite things he's given us, all these infinite things. Yeah. But praise him. And, and that gratitude is going to be so magnetic. Mm. So first, the breath, the breath in my lungs. <laughs> Absolutely. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Second question. What is your definition of peace? Because, you know, I have the, I have the private Facebook group broken pieces to peace that um, stem from my life and to be able to help those people who have gone through those traumatic things in their life and they're broken but they are searching for a life of peace so mm -hmm. share with my audience what is your definition of peace 
I think my definition of peace is living on purpose, with purpose, for a, for a purpose, right? Oh, now. <laughs> and Get the one thing I always say is you have to be aligned to your divine assignment. You have to be aligned. When you are aligned, all the pieces and the players and the people you need fit in, all your thoughts, feelings, and actions, everything aligns. And when you're aligned with God, you truly choose that path you have complete peace because there's a knowing now and something i always say is i don't have to believe in god because i know him i see him i've experienced him come on now and that that is true peace that is true inner peace and that is what your soul is searching for Amen. not more money or more people around. it's peace absolutely and knowing that he lives in us absolutely one of us all of us (laughs) that we were created in his image yeah it's a beautiful thing okay and great great answers great answers thank you (laughs) and question number three what are some things that you do to maintain your sense of peace this is going to be really good as your mindset you know (laughs) as you are a mindset coach so what are some of the things that you do to maintain your sense of peace, whether it's daily rituals, uh, what are some of the things that you would like to recommend to our audience today that will help them get on the path of letting go of their broken pieces, right? Uh, the broken pieces of their past and move them in to move them forward. into their life of peace. Absolutely. Um, for me, it's it's that daily success routine, really choosing to be intentional every single day. Mm. And, you know, I start my day with God. I have those conversations early in the morning and it's, it's, it's about gratitude. It's about praise. It's about saying, whatever happens today, it doesn't matter because I know with you by my side, I'm going to get through it. And you don't know what is going to come that way today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that that strength, that belief, that expectancy, that excitement, that, oh my God, something great is going to happen. Today is the best day. Like I start with excitement. I start with that, that, that excitement to just do more and be more. Mm-hmm. And then I go into gratitude. I also meditate because I want to, you want, you have to have a calmness of mind because that is that true jewel of wisdom. When you have a calm mind, your character is refined. When you have a calm mind, you choose to respond instead of react. When you have a calm mind, you can move from a place of power and not pain from that abundance, not scarcity. So having that calmness of mind is so important. So I meditate, I pray. I really am intentional. I say, what do I want to achieve out of my day today? And and then I reflect in the evening. Thank you, Lord, for all these things. Thank you for the gifts I didn't expect. Thank you for all the people, for all the lives I've touched. Whoever, whatever that experience was in that day, I'm I'm grateful for it. I end in gratitude. And I go for gratitude walks. That's something I really recommend. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That is something I really recommend. A daily gratitude walk. Just go outside, be in nature, re-energize yourself. Say thank you for all the things that you have, even things that you never said thank you for that you're grateful for and being in that high vibrational state you're going to attract that peace mm-hmm. and then just also journal journal and write and forgive some of us are carrying boulders and rocks 
we need to let go release you can, you, you can be walking around your whole life you're picking up everyone else's problem everyone else's things everyone else's attitudes and you need to let go of some stuff you need to choose a new story let go of those things that don't belong to you and when you release when you forgive when you pour that purge it out no i put it like a spot it's like a spot something has to come it's gonna come out it might be ugly but it's gonna come out right (laughs) and just let it go so those are the things i would say and boundaries oh my gosh boundaries 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 say it again boundaries (laughs) one time for the people in the back (laughs) what was what does that look like because some people don't understand what boundaries are so you know that was the third question but i think we need to you know just stay right there for just a second absolutely yeah we can so boundaries looks like anything that isn't serving you your goal or god what is it is there a violation there is someone mistreating you is there are you mistreating yourself sometimes we we're guilty of that we don't stop we become working slave we become you know responsibility enslaved we don't allow ourselves to actually be you know we we're focused on doing 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 but you have to remember you're a human being not a human doing to create those healthy boundaries have a time when you stop have a time when you sleep have a have days off that is so important your mental well-being is your mental wealth amen you have to you have to protect your mental wealth and you have to know say let your no be your no and your yes be your yes yes. that's right and no is a complete sentence absolutely no no i can't do that no i won't be there no, I'm not able to. Period behind. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just exercising those. Absolutely, absolutely. This has been so rich. Oh, thank you. So rich. <laughs> I am so happy that you accepted the invitation to come and share with us today. Absolutely. And so I am so grateful and honored that um, that we had this conversation because it was amazing and i know that a lot of people are going to be blessed and set free and and it i know that they're going to be blessed it, it, there's no other choice thank you thank you so much honestly i'm it's a privilege to be here to hold spaces like this these are sacred spaces and these are spaces that we really need so thank you for creating this space i i thank god we do thank you lord it it wasn't me that was not my choice this is a holy sacrifice (laughs) literally yes it's it's definitely a sacrifice all of the callings that you know he has called me to do it's a sacrifice and i'm grateful you know to be able to serve and i'm so grateful that you have come to serve us as well today it's absolutely so amazing okay so i definitely want to share uh with our audience do you have anything else that you would like to share with them before we um before we disconnect no no that was everything thank you so much and just um i'm just i'm honored to really be here and to say you know who wouldn't serve a god like this i promise you you will fall in love <laughs> so hard and and then even more because <laughs> that is who he truly is but you know i would love to connect with everyone and to just 
really say, you know, if you do need that one-to-one support, if you do need anything, please do reach out. Absolutely. And how will they, how do they uh, reach out? How do they connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So um, I have a one-to-one private um, call, which is an alignment call, just to really look at what is it that you're doing right now and how can we move you into that divine alignment? What is it? What is your purpose? Are you really aligned with your goals? Do you, do you have your dreams there? Um, and what I really help to do is to blueprint that clarity, help people find that calmness of mind and to overcome those mental blocks. We all have those mental blocks to say, okay, what is it that I'm really good at and how can I convert that gift into a currency and actually generate an income? How can we generate an income? Um, and I also have an upcoming four-week boot camp at Refined Provisions, the Elite uh, Leadership Institute. And you do not want to miss this. <laughs> it's called Amplifying the Voice. And it's just, it's for anyone who's a startup entrepreneur or anyone who's starting up a business who wants to really align the message with the messenger. So sometimes we know what we want, but we don't know how to communicate to the audience. And if you can't communicate, you can't convert. <laughs> you can't convert clients. You can't convert anything. So it's to really activate that vision, it's to really give people those tools. You know, people say, don't worry about the how, but the how is what gets you started. The how is what gets you there. So we're helping people with websites, lead creation, magnets, virtual signatures, really looking at what is your message? How is your branding? What is your logo? How are you presenting yourself? And really pushing people out there. So it's an intensive four-week course. It's going to be hands-on. There's going to be so much. But it's really about, you know, monetizing your message, maximizing that presence. Who are you when you show up? And how do you choose to show up and then really helping you to optimize your business performance so that will be a four-week boot camp it's going to be so much fun i'm going to be there with my my co-pilot khadija toto you don't want to miss this we're only taking 20 people because we want it to be really really focused and intense so Please, if you're ready, if you're ready, I know you guys are ready. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't, Join let, us. Join don't us. let location hinder you. The beauty of the pandemic <laughs> is we connected all over the world and we are in the UK. Do you hear we, me? We're in London. <laughs> yes. London, England. You hear? Yes, we are in the house. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, if you want to um, connect with Amina and get aligned with the boot camp that's coming up, I'm going to look in the um, in the detail section. Yes. And it, all the information will be up there. If you, um, her link will also be up there. It, it's hyperlinked in in all the details. Okay. If you have any issues or have any trouble then don't hesitate to reach out to me and I will connect you. Absolutely. And we're starting on the 18th. So you better get ready, get excited. So that's and the, that's October the 18th? Yes. So you got five days. <laughs> five days. This is going to yes. be awesome. And I'm telling you, she's trained by the best of the best. And I see this my accountability coach. <laughs> my accountability partner and it's it's so amazing to have you as an accountability partner and um it's such a blessing to be aligned with you and connected with you and uh to bring so much value to my audience and i appreciate you so much 
Thank you so much, Pamela. Honestly, it's it's a blessing to be here and to to have people, you know, a soul family that really holds you accountable to your highest self. That's what it's about. That positive peer pressure, but that's gonna make you look good. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, again, I thank you so much for joining us today. And so I want uh to thank you all for joining us. Those yes. of you who caught who who joined us on YouTube or on my private Facebook group or on my uh, personal Facebook group. And those of you who joined us around the world, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This. And we look forward to you joining us next week when I will have another phenomenal guest and you will not be disappointed as Mm -hmm. always by the grace of God. And I also highly encourage you to join us each and every morning, seven days a week, as we read the entire Bible in 365 days. Wow. 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you know that's, that that is a living sacrifice because I'm not a morning person. But I get up every morning, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we are five hours away. So it would be one, I think 1 a.m. BST, British, British summertime. Yep. British, what time? Summertime. We're BST at the moment. British summertime. Yes. That's the beauty of working with people from all over the world. We got to get used to all these time zones. <laughs> I'm learning BSTP. I'm like, woo, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. And so we definitely look forward to uh, you joining us again next week. And we love you all. Be blessed. Bye for now. Bye.